This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. And we start out our special joined by Lisa Plagemeyer, who is executive director of the National Cybersecurity Alliance. Lisa, pleasure to have you with us. Thanks for a few moments. I okay. Am. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Got it squared away. Gremlins in the in the phone lines today. Exactly. Um, larger. I'll start out larger scale, and, and obviously the work that that your organization is doing. But what do you think is kind of the state of our efforts around cybersecurity, both here in the U.S. and abroad? Well, unfortunately, I think we we are still in the early days of the information age. And, um, you know, when technology was all new and exciting and, and as it continues to involve, evolve with things like AI, we tend to really lean into all the all the great things that we're going to be able to do with technology. And, um, and security is still too much of an afterthought if you ask your average cybersecurity professional. So we're looking to see more secure by design, secure by default so that we take security into a, into account as we release new new technologies or as things continue to evolve. The annual report that your organization uh, does uh, highlights a lot of different aspects of cybersecurity and the attitudes around cybersecurity. What areas are, are most concerning right now? Well, so this year's report really highlighted um, some gaps in our younger folks, Gen, Gen Z in particular. So they're the least likely to understand that um, they have some control over what happens to them online instead of feeling like, oh, I'm just a, um, a, a victim of every data breach, that, you know, of every company that's affected who's, who's holding my data or that I do business with. Um, they don't see that their own behaviors play a role. Um, so they're the, the least likely to believe that it's worth trying to do anything about it. We think it's because they grew up with headlines of, breaches, data breaches in the news, you know, the horse is kind of already out of the barn, my data is already out there, it's already for sale on the dark web. And so they're right. feeling a little bit helpless um, and apathetic. And so we're trying to change that to, through some of our education efforts. We've just launched a new comical video series called Cubicle, but that's spelled with K's, not C's. And we put that out there particularly for younger folks. So it's a little edgy, and we're trying to get their attention and um, yeah. hopefully inspire them to, to make some changes in their behavior online. Is there enough of a connection between the efforts around cybersecurity in the workplace and connecting that to what you know we as consumers need to think about cybersecurity on a day-to-day basis? Because I get the sense that, you know, in the workplace, I think we associate it with, okay, that's the company's efforts. I really don't have to do a lot as an employee, but probably some of those ideas and those those philosophies can transfer over to our personal lives. Oh, absolutely. And organizations that run security training and awareness programs, the ones that are running the most secure, the most mature programs are including advice to employees about how to protect their, themselves and their families at home because they know that Number one, that's more interesting to them than maybe protecting the organization. But they also realize that those habits carry over. So if I'm enabling multi-factor authentication on, um, you know, devices and and accounts that I have at work, that's probably something that I'm also going to be willing to do at home because I see value in it. I see that it can be really quick and easy. It doesn't have to be time-consuming. so organizations actually are helping employees at home. And I think it's part of a, a larger conversation around digital wellness 
people are worried. Our data shows that people are worried that they're going to be um, victimized by cybercrime. They're worried that they're actually a, a target, so not just random cybercrime, but somebody's actually out to get me. Um, that kind of negativity is not good for our overall mental state and, and staying motivated at, at work. So, um, so I think there's a larger conversation around helping employees with these things just to give them more peace of mind because uh, we're, we're all pretty stressed out lately. <laughs> yeah, well, and part of that is also kind of, I, I believe, the, f the philosophy that is out there uh, that it can happen at any time. And it realistically can. But, you know, when you see going back a few years, uh, what happened with Target and, and the breaches through the POS system and now 23andMe, right. you know, there are so many different touch points that we have in our lives that are digital. It feels like it's hard to keep up with it all. So, so this year for Cybersecurity Awareness Month, this October, we have boiled it down to four things. And we're emphasizing how quick and easy these things can be. So it doesn't have to be, I mean, you just hear the word cyber and people automatically are kind of put off. It sounds complex. It sounds scary. So we're really trying to uh, boil the ocean. So it's using multi-factor authentication, which is probably the most important of the four, enabling that on every account that offers it. If you're a business that doesn't offer it or doesn't mandate it, then you need to take a look at that. It's really important. Uh, recognizing phishing, keeping all your um, systems, devices, hardware, software up to date. And then uh, how are you managing passwords? Are you using the same password on too many accounts? Is it too, too short, which means it's too easy to crack? Are you maybe using a password manager? That would be a best practice. So for some of these things like updates, we're pushing automatic updates to people's work devices. And then people go home and they kind of forget about, you know, the IoT devices, the thermostat, the baby monitor, their home router. Um, yep. And so doing those things at home. Uh, if you've read the details on the last pass uh, attack, that was uh, made exponentially worse by a, a privilege, an employee, employee that was a privileged user being attacked through a vulnerability in a streaming app at home. So that really blurs the line between work and home security. And how yeah. many of us think to update things like streaming apps? Um, no. So that's something no, that, we... that we're talking to people about. No, we don't. And and, and th then it's only going to multiply even more in the future as more of these elements come into our lives, correct? Right, right. And uh, we tell people it's like cutting the grass. It's maintenance. You just got to do it. <laughs> and right. um, maybe set a, a calendar invite for, you know, a calendar reminder for yourself to, to check yeah. the firmware on your home router once a month, things like that couple of other things one being the numbers of people who are thinking about cyber as a career i know that's been discussed lately in terms of concerns that maybe we're not seeing enough people go that route for a career that's true we have a program uh, that tries to address that we're trying to recruit more students from uh, historically black colleges and universities into careers in cybersecurity. so we're we've got a, a our nonprofit runs a program uh, with that as a goal um, I'm at an event in New York City today where there are a lot of students here, undergrad and graduate students, studying cybersecurity. So I think um, we're doing a better job of expressing this isn't just a career for STEM students. This is also a career for people with soft skill backgrounds. I mean, I have a marketing and advertising background, and here I am in cybersecurity. So it's great if you're neurodivergent. Um, right. If you're on the spectrum, you're probably really good at pattern recognition and things like that. Um, if you're a little ADHD like me, 
um, incident response is a blast because it's, you're just putting out fires and it's one exciting moment after after another. Um, so it's a it's a great career. There's so many different roles that there's room for people of all backgrounds. Second thing, the theme for the month: secure our world. And, and I, I I ask this next question because I sometimes feel like there's not enough of a global connection on cybersecurity in general with what we have going on here in the U.S. and obviously what has advanced in Europe through GDPR and and some of the other elements that have moved forward uh, in other parts of the world? Yeah. um, So Secure Our World really is also to remind people that we are all connected. Um, We're incredibly connected, whether it's through our supply chains, you know, look at the attack that happened on the pipeline in the Northeast a few years ago, or Target, another good example of, of a supply chain attack. Um, or, you know, employees being connected between, you know, uh, work and home, but the example, the LastPass example with the streaming app. So uh, we're really hoping to remind everybody just how interconnected we are. And one of the focuses that that we have this month is um, trying to help people like our kids, like me, my my 20-something kids, and my 80-something parents folks that aren't getting security training in the workplace, I'm actually seeing large organizations make their security training that they have available for employees, make that also available yeah. to employees' families because our, our aging loved ones and our young folks are, are not getting an, enough information to help them stay safe online. Lisa, thanks very much for your time today. All the best for uh, the remainder of the month. Thank you. Thank you. You got it. Lisa Plagemeyer, who's executive director of the National Cybersecurity Alliance. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.